0: We are Cavan podcast because Cavan is not just a place, it's a people. Okay ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to a very special We are Cavan podcast where we're going to be looking back over the Cavan on the 14 girls who collected the a All Ireland title uh, with a 3 point win over Dublin in Dunleer last Saturday. A wonderful wonderful achievement. This podcast is brought to you by Casoria Limited, who sponsored the Cavan under-14 girls' jerseys. Uh, Our thanks to Declan Young for his support. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo-Celt. Paul, I suppose as sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, the the opportunity to maybe discuss and to write about all Ireland winners at football in Cavan, they don't come around too often, but these girls are, are, are starting to make that happen a bit more regular.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely astonishing, Damien. You know, in in my job in the Anglo we try to cover all sports as well as we can. But I'd say my workload has increased greatly in the last few years with the the rise of ladies um, football in Cavan. You know, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's probably something that caught us by surprise in, in the paper because you know for for the longest time it was all it was all male football, and you know we all know that Gaelic football is king in Cavan, but the ladies football thing. It's a it's a very much a revolution. So when you look at, when we'll say Loretto College winning the under twenty colleges All Ireland and the under sixteen All Ireland, they won the Ulster under fourteen, which only goes up to Ulster level. Like, you know, these are really heady days for for ladies football at underage level and Cavan. And to top it all off, I think the sweetest of the lot was the under 14s winning. You know, it reminds me of of uh, the former great Dublin manager Kevin Heffernan. He was the man that said. When you win an All Ireland um, by beating Kerry in the final, it's a, it's a double All Ireland. You almost should get two medals for it. And I think that was in the in the sixties and seventies when Kerry were in their, very much in their pomp. Dublin are the are the Kerry of today, and we all know the resources that Dublin have, the number of clubs, the coaching, the the fantastic um, organizational structure. So, so there's no such thing as a bad Dublin team. So for anyone that. that is doubting the, valid, the, the validity of, of underage ladies football or a standard or anything like that. You just have to look at that. Cavan took on the might of Dublin. Cavanagh, three years ago, they took on the might of Cork. You know, you're know, you talking about Cavanagh taking on the Giants. And to, to say Cavanagh are Giant killers would we'll probably be doing them a disservice because Cavanagh Cavan underage ladies are actually Giants themselves now. It's absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And the other standout quality of, of these girls sometimes because they they cruised through Ulster at such an ease scoring 15 goals and 14 points in one game and and not allowing the opposition to score in another game you sometimes are' worried then when the test comes that they're in uncharted territory they're they're not going to be ready for the challenge but they showed against Galway in the semi-final that they were tested they were they were pushed to the wire and came through it and against Dublin momentum shifted in the game, Dublin got level, Cavan were under the cosh, and you just thought, you know, it's it's not going to go their way, momentum in the game of football is so hard to change, but these girls showed a level of maturity well beyond their years to, to turn that round and turn a losing situation into a winning situation in the space of minutes.
1: Yeah, they did, and I think that was that was literally the most impressive part of the whole thing. Do you know, the the... The amazing thing—we're talking about underage sport here, and kind of at, at quite at quite an elite, elite level, even though they're it's under the fourteen. But the the on a holistic level, like it's it's almost like this is um, a life experience that's going to enrich these girls' adolescence. It's going to enrich their lives, and they have their families and friends. You know, I don't want to over-egg the, the pudding a wee bit, but away from the tactics board and the nuts and bolts of how a football matches won, um, it's. It, it's a character forming thing. I know Mick Flynn. You're going to hear from him later on. He talked about um, sport forms character, and it also reveals character. We know that old cliché, but we could see that um, in the way that Dublin came back into the game, and Cavan never panicked. You know that's it's a sign of a great team, and you will find that with with all the great teams. Um, you don't you don't get these telltale signs of sort of. Um, lack of lack of leadership, which manifests itself as a, a lack of discipline or um you know doing doing silly things um not playing as a team you don't get that in the great teams because they wouldn't be great if if they had those traits and you could see have a cabin on the fourteen ladies they just dug in they went about the work um they never they never panicked they never dropped ahead they never lost their tempers anything like that and you know it was to be to be under such pressure and not to be not to be first of all starstruck by playing playing the likes of Dublin and Dublin had a few really fantastic players, but to be under pressure like that and 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 just to dig in and to show show such defiance and grit, I thought was absolutely amazing. Like like you rightly made the point there about about how Cavan uh, stayed in the game when Dublin came back into it and they did they weathered the web of a little storm and then they came up with the scores themselves like that. Um, Bonnie McCarran came on and got a goal which was crucial and. You know, it, it was it was a great way to win it. Put it like
0: that. Yeah, definitely, and and, and it's it's a it's a welcome lift for sport in Cavan, or or definitely on the football front anyway, because they're uh, they they seem to be leading the way. We'll we'll get onto it later on how the, the the minors are are in the All Ireland semi final this weekend, but it's um or next weekend. It's it's it, look at the rise of Calvin football is absolutely phenomenal. I suppose we're we're going to catch up with a lot of people throughout this show. Um, but we, we basically caught up with the player of the match, Ava um, McCall, and she, I suppose, maybe reluctantly spoke to me in this uh, post-match interview. So delighted to be joined here by the player of the match Ava McCall in the All-Ireland under 14 final against Dublin You had a hell of a, a, a task on your hands A really good footballer in um, in uh, Shannon Russell But you came out with player of the match and a well-deserved performance
2: Yeah, th- thanks
0: So what was it like out there? Was it a battle?
2: Yeah, it was really tough but sure. got there in the end
0: And when you were when you're looking at the opposition ahead of you You had to come out for some dirty ball You, you looked very, very brave Was there any fear in you?
2: Uh, yeah, but sure. <laughs> yeah
0: what's <laughs> fair, <The West Bear. laughs> you're, you're a little bit starstruck here. There's a few people around you, just around you, but what does it feel to be an All-Ireland champion?
2: Uh, unbelievable. It's amazing.
0: And and to cap it all off, you've worked extremely hard. You had to make the long journey down from Kingscourt. I suppose Mammy and Daddy would be proud of you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely will. I'm sure they will. Right behind you. So you're looking forward to bringing the cup back up to Kingscourt?
2: Yeah, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, well, congratulations. A hell of a display, Eva. Thanks. Yeah, Paul, I suppose a shy... I gave him a call and what only I only copped after I I put the, the, the recorder in front of her face and, and started asking her questions was, you know, after watching them play an hour and, and, and five minutes of football, I forgot that these were only 12, 13, maybe 14-year-old girls that wouldn't have been put in, in that scenario before. You could tell there she was shy and obviously not used to the situation, but to be exposed to that sort of a scenario at such a young age, that's gonna be such a positive for her going forward.
1: Oh yeah, like it goes back to what, what we were saying there about, you know, it's it's um character forming and something that that will enrich their whole their whole childhood and adolescence, this experience. And it, it'll stand to them no matter what they want to do, whether they continue to play a high level of ladies football or not. And I I, I believe a lot of those guys will, will go on and play at the highest level of ladies football because they certainly have the talent funny, funny enough um, as you know I'm involved in the handball so I, I know Eva McCall I've, I've met her before a couple of times uh, through handball because she's a good handballer as well so I know that that competitive spirit is there because I've often seen her training with the lads up in Kingsford handball club and more than holding her own so you can see that she's she's competitive but she's also a hell of an athlete and a hell of a, a, hell of a performer like under yeah. pressure you know I, I saw some comments on Twitter about the match and there was one one fella posted a comedy, and he's a cabin underage footballer himself, and he was saying this cornerback is turning in one of the best performances I've ever seen. So that'll tell you that, how, how well she played. But it was it was it was uh, it was funny though. She was she was a little bit hmm. uh, dictaphone shy, we should say, or uh, microphone shy. But um, no, uh, she, the, uh, they'll all have to get used to to uh, doing interviews if they keep going the way they're going. And and I think they will have to do a lot more interviews because the the. The run of success that they're on, you know, it's, it's nothing short of extraordinary.
0: Yeah, it is indeed. And speaking of extraordinary, I caught up with the uh, cabin captain, Christine Charters, after the game. So I'm delighted to be joined by the cabin under-14, ladies captain, Christine Charters after. I suppose it can only be described as a, a, a monumental victory over Dublin in the All-Ireland Final. How are you feeling?
2: Oh, ecstatic. Like, no words can describe it. It's unreal. <laughs> I-
0: You've have, have worked extremely hard, but I suppose maybe putting a bit of context on it, can controls Ulster quite easy, which gave you confidence to battle against Galway stood to you. But when Dublin drew level there, where did you find the resilience just to to go on up, score them two goals? It it showed real character.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Like Mick said before the game, that like winners never quit and quitters never win. So I suppose that was running through all our minds there. Like towards the end when they went up and got to two goals or whatever but like no definitely like we kept at it and we never gave up
0: yeah looking at that Dublin forward line it was it was a really phenomenal attack you were at centre back working extremely hard but the girls all around you the Cavan defence you have to say really really led by example uh, today
2: oh definitely like we're not the fastest back line but we oh god some tacklers like there like that Ava McCall unreal unreal performance by her and especially all the girls like I'm so proud of all of them for putting in the effort
0: yeah, looking looking at the uh, looking at the effort that's been put in. When did you start training? When did you come together?
2: We came together back in October after the like just the trials had just started, and they narrowed narrowed it down two months after that. So I suppose we've been together at least nine or seven months in between that.
0: Right, and, and and within those seven months of of hard work, is there a training once, twice a week?
2: Yeah, we trained um, Thursdays and Saturdays, and some Saturdays we might have games, or some Sundays we might have games, which yeah. Yeah, like definitely like we were together at least once a week if not more
0: so all that hard work paid off you got to lift an All-Ireland Cup you're aged 13-14 at the minute where do you go from here
2: oh up oh, I suppose that's, that's all I could say like definitely we'll be getting back together hopefully this group of girls in a few years and come, come against Dublin again and hopefully we'll beat them again <laughs>
0: yeah, well congratulations wonderful display. a hell of an achievement for, for under 14s
2: yes thank you well done
0: yeah. Paul Christine Charter's there and, and as I, I keep reiterating, these are on the fourteens but she sp- she speaks about her um about Mick Mick Flynn, that is the manager, saying to them before the game, winners never quit and quitters never win. And these kids are are being exposed to not just um the top level of football but they're being exposed to situations that are that they're just they're, they're, they're thriving on they're, they're pushing on and they're absorbing all of the information that's been given to them and probably uh, making a good few decisions themselves as Mick Flynn tells us regularly but the level of maturity from Christine Charters there was just phenomenal to listen to.
1: Yeah it was you know it was funny it was a contrast with the last interview but it, it was you could you could see the level of maturity in in Christine Charters there, right? and you could see um, the the leadership qualities that she had. You know, very mature. And I've been very impressed when I, when I've done interviews with any of these um, outstanding young ladies footballers in Calvin, we'll say in Loretto in particular. I did a few interviews, and I've always been very impressed with how how composed they are and how self assured and articulate. You'll you'll sometimes get that with with girls, but but definitely, I think this. This this generation of ladies footballers that are coming up in Cavan, even more so than, than the lads, and the lads are, are um, really really good lads as well. But I think that they're they're great role models, like they're great ambassadors for the county. You could see that there with with Christine Charters and plus she played a, a captain's part on the field as well. She kept her discipline. There was one stage near the end where where um, she was she was harshly penalised for overcarrying the ball, and you could see in in, in her reaction. You know, um, she never lost the head. So. Um, absolutely, absolutely phenomenal all around. Like, he, what, what can you say? Just, just great ambassador. I
0: wanted to get in almost a club perspective because we've mentioned it here. Mick Flynn has mentioned it. I, I spoke with Eamon Brady and, and and some of the other management um, after the game and they talk about the quality of the product that came into them, how good the footballers were coming from the clubs. So I just wanted to get a, a feel on the club perspective, so I caught up with the Killigary on the 14 manager, Seamus Lynch, to to get uh, his view on, on, on the effect of Cavan winning All-Ireland on the 14. So delighted to be joined on the line by um, Seamus Lynch, who's involved with the Kiligary on the 14 girls team and I suppose Seamus to start off with it's a congratulations to the club having four All-Ireland winners is is a, a wonderful thing for any club
3: Yeah, well Langton you have All-Ireland all success it's 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 great for the the girls involved brings good recognition to the club but also provides a good impetus for me the younger girls looking up so these girls' role the models girls are 7, 8, 9, 10 um, so it's a, it's a great knock-on effect throughout the whole club
0: yeah, look, looking looking at the the influence, I suppose, to as you say, the younger girls, killigarry and and a lot of ladies clubs, they, they definitely have a healthy on the red structure. You were telling me that, for example, on the thirteens, you're you're at two teams almost,
4: or at two. Teams. Yeah, yeah, we
3: are. Um, I suppose the last number of years has been going very very well, successful. And, and, and lots of other clubs too, as well. It's not just Killygarry. And um, the girls' football is in a very healthy state in Cavan at underage. Um, we've been lucky. We have big numbers of three schools that supply girls to the to the club. And there's a lot of work being put in by the coaches. And at the end of the day, that's paramount to any any club being successful in participation or maybe successful winning trophies. But uh, we have great help. Um, lots of parents willing to help the in the coaching front or travelling the games or any. Any sort of way they can help, it's fantastic. But there are other clubs, not just to apart, there are the clubs that we would play against, Crush Law, Castellarne, King of Stort, Lack, and they are the teams we would mm. mainly play within the last couple of years and it's, uh, I think from playing against them I think it's, it's the same in those clubs too as well.
0: It definitely seems to be the, the, the most well definitely the, the largest growing sport in Cavan, because I, 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 I can't get over the numbers that I'm seeing at Underage Girls games w- would you have noticed over the last number of years a swell at Underage Girls
3: I would definitely say well I'm I suppose, involved in the last maybe five or six years but I can see in our own club uh, definitely maybe at 7 8 9 10 um, I can see a huge increase um, I think maybe the girls were maybe older age, 15, 16, 17, 18, I think maybe they got a little bit of impetus from Cabin's success in 2013. Most of those girls, maybe if they're 12 or 13 that age, they're 15, 16, 17 age bracket. I think maybe that was the boat that was raised um, yeah. by the success of the cabin, the intermediate cabin, yeah. success in 2013.
0: Yeah, yeah, I suppose the, the the big thing is the profile has been raised because of the amount of success that the, the county has and, and therefore, like you say, a, a rising tide lifts all ships.
3: Most definitely, most definitely. Um, like young girls are probably going to earn a final, maybe the age of somewhere between the 8 and maybe 14, 15, and they're all probably the age of maybe 14 to minor now at, at, at this stage. If you take the age back from 14 to, to minor, the counties that has, has success there with the the minors win the Ulster Championship. On the 16s getting Ulster Final. On the 14s win all Ireland. And then you tie that in the success of Loretto at senior level and uh, the junior level. Together also with St. Clair's in Duff had also had compete the Ulster Final there too as well in their competition. So it, it's, def- it's definitely helped. Like Again, you have good role models and girls that you can aspire to. It makes your job a lot easier too as well as the coach.
0: And I suppose having having role models that are assess- accessible to the the kids in the club make it that bit more of an achievable target for the kids to become role models themselves.
2: Yeah,
3: and even, even these girls who are either they're all underage, they're 14 or 16 or 18, they have younger sisters coming along or their neighbours coming along and it's something to see them as being, well, first of all, enjoying it, first of all, mm-hmm. and participating and then having that success while well. The club are also with them with their at their second school as well as at the county the, at the top of the top of the pile. The county success. So um, no, it's 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 fantastic, and long may it continue.
0: Paul, what I find quite interesting there is that what what Seamus links back to, and and maybe it is a part of it, or, or I, I actually now that I think about it, it it has to be a part of it, that he links the intermediate success of the Cavan seniors to now the underage success of the cabin on the 14s and minors and 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 so on and loretto and that that they they've seen the girls in crow park lifting a cup lifting silverware and the influence it had on on these younger girls who at the time were maybe only you know anything from eight up to 14 you know so it 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 is all linked isn't
1: it yeah of course it's linked Um, and the thing is you know, it's it's the opposite to a vicious uh, circle. It's a virtuous circle, and it, it keeps regenerating itself. And we see that. We say, let's say you take Kerry footballers. You know, they're in a position where their senior team is winning, and that inspires the underage, where which subsequently feeds into the seniors, which inspires the underage. You know, so it's it's constantly regenerating itself, and that's the position that that Cavan ladies football to have got itself into now. So. You've got all these girls winning that. So first of all, you had the 2013 success, and as you said, that inspired so many of these young girls. Now you've all these girls winning all Ireland. You know, so we, we've got the Loretto two panels. We had the under the 14 team from a couple of years ago. We had the under 14 team from this year. So you have, you could have over a hundred all Ireland medalists walking around in, in Cavan now, ladies footballers and. They're going to strive. They've had a taste of this. They want to go on. The other mm. fourteen girls who beat Dublin, they're saying to themselves, "We've beaten Dublin once. We can do it again. We can go and win." And there's sixteen all Ireland, and minor all Ireland, and then eventually a senior all Ireland. So uh, it, it's 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 very interesting that Seamus Lynch, who's a great GM man and, and knows the game, and would be able to relate to those girls as well. It, it's very interesting that that he has picked up on that. That 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 is something that the feedback that he's getting from these these youngsters that. Uh, you know the the 2013 success inspired them it just goes to show so we probably do need a little bit more success now at senior level again um, and cabin have been unlucky they've lost a couple of division 2 league finals and things like that the breakthrough will come and know always said that about the men's team as well but I think the breakthrough will come um with with the ladies there's just too much talent coming on on stream there for for it not to happen at at adult level um so you know, it's just a matter of keep doing what they're doing.
0: On to, to I suppose the highlight of the show. Both both myself and yourself will be absolutely massive fans of of Mick Flynn, and uh, we will discuss the, the the man himself a little bit um, after after we hear what he had to say in the in the immediate aftermath of another All Ireland success. Delighted to be joined by Cavan manager Mick Flynn. And Mick, it's, it almost feels routine. An All-Ireland final, I'm talking to you as winning manager yet again. I, I, I suppose I continue to ask you, but how do you continue to do this?
5: We just keep trying to do our best. It's as simple as that. We do our best and if it's good enough, it's good enough and if it's not, it's not. But uh, I, 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 I don't think enough people realise that. I, not enough people actually do their best. These girls you saw today, Damien. You saw today when Dub- Dublin came back. Dublin came back to us. Where's Cavan? <laughs> Dublin came back and drew with us. with ten minutes left or whatever. And what did we do? That's character. That's character. No, that's brilliant stuff.
0: They say, Mick, though, you, you develop character. Character
5: is coming from the experiences you've had, but these are under-14s, and they have character. Well, there's another saying as well, Damien. The, the one saying is <coughs> that sports develops, sport develops character, but there's another one is that sport uncovers character, <laughs> and it certainly uncovered it here. It has uncovered. Why is it any different now than it ever was in Cavern? The only reason is it was they got organised. And once they got organised, then we realised, what is actually here? What have we got in this county? We never saw it before because it wasn't organised. Now it's organised and everybody expresses a surprise because we win all Ireland. Why are we not entitled to beat Dublin? Are we not entitled to beat Cork if we're not better than them? Of course
0: we are and and entitled and, and deserved deservedly like when dublin drew level there they had momentum and as i said to your your captain when when dublin drew level you, you you had to dig into to somewhere but she said to me before the game Mick Mick told us winners never quit quitters never win you know they, they never looked like they were afraid of winning
5: that's That's right. They weren't. There's no fear. Fear is supposed to be the cause of something like eighty five percent of all illness. So if we can get rid of fear, well then we're going a long way to do what we're capable of doing. They we told them Never, don't worry. It's not actually about football at all, Damien. It has nothing to do. It ha- obviously has something to do with football here, but it has more to do with character. The type of what do you bring to anything? You bring you to anything you uh, you go to. You bring your hang-ups. You bring your attitudes. You bring everything, negative or positive. It's about you and what you bring. And those girls, if you can help them in any way at all to maybe realise that the negative isn't that negative and that maybe there's, it's plentiful, that everybody is, has a, a few shortcomings, then maybe you begin to realise, wait now, let's look towards the positive. Let's aim at something rather than running away from something. And they, they showed it today. They weren't afraid for one moment to step out and, you know, when they were losing when, when well, we weren't losing, but when Dublin came back, it looked kind of dicey but, I've seen it before, I saw it two, three years ago in, 80, in, in 15 against Cork Cork got a goal after we, 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 we knocked down a four point disadvantage at half time uh, Cork got a goal and then we said, oh But it was only us on the sideline who said that the girls on the field never said no this isn't over and in the last two in the two minutes of added on time we got our two points to draw and win the game that's the kind of fight that's in these characters these girls and that's what it's out about if you haven't that character I suppose the girls definitely have that character
0: but the character is built from the hard work that they've done you've seen looking at the game Dublin's missed opportunities they they, they were quite wasteful I suppose under the fact that they were under an awful lot of pressure but Cavan very economical in front of goals
5: Yeah well we, we pride ourselves on our defence and uh, we 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 give everything. We put everything into it in that defence, because as well normally we would play six backs, two midfielders, six forwards, and don't deviate from that. We don't bring half the forwards back. Sometimes the half forwards come back to, there to help the defend. But we were always conscious of attacking. But the girls were so conscious of that, and we practice a lot on that. We do practice we would play sometimes with five backs against seven forwards and uh, when that happens you know girls begin to realise I'm just not covering one person I have to cover somebody else because there's nobody here to cover so I have to try and cover her if the ball is given over to her so that's the way it goes.
0: You get that result. Looking, the player of the match, Eva, uh, or Eva McCall, but I suppose you have to special mention to your goalkeeper, Mulvaney, pull off some fabulous oh, yeah.
5: Well, to tell you nothing but the truth, player of the match, I don't, I'm not in favour of player of the match at all. I don't agree with it. There are, you can always pick out certain players who do a particular thing, do a particular job, but you could look at Maeve Young and look at the diving, the diving block she did up there. You could look at Gemma Beattie. You could look at the ball that Ashling uh, Doughty gave to, uh, to uh, 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 Bonnie. So you can look at all these things. You could look at the mistake that Abbey Abby Connors uh, made over there in the first half and actually led to a goal. So uh, there's too, it's a team game. It's a team game, and you can't allow egos to step out. There's, and there's no egos in this team. They're great girls. They really are great.
0: There's no you egos, but there's a lot of confidence, and, and it's a fine line that you, you have them treading.
5: Well, look at it. It's like anything else. You, ha- you have to be prepared to take risks. And when you step, when you do anything, when you're waking up in the morning, either you, you go back to bed and stay in it, because if you step out of bed, you might trip over your own foot and you're down on Or else you get on with life. And when you walk on a football field, you're taking a risk. You're taking loads. You know there's going to be loads. But at least you have control over what you do. You have control over what you do. And if you can realise that, and that's where the Serenity prayer comes in. The surrender prayer is all about. It's actually it's called the Alcoholics Prayer, and it's actually about people who are really down, bringing themselves out of the gutter and trying to bring themselves from a place of act no belief in themselves to a place of self-worth. So, when you bring that here and you realise, well, okay, I I have control over my over my reaction. If I drop the ball, do I say, "Oh shit!" After losing that. Or do I say, no, I'm going to try and get it back? When I kick it wide, I, do I say to myself, no, I'm not taking another shot? No frigging way. Or do I take the shot like ben, Gemma Beattie kept doing? And you, should, you should have seen her in the semi-final against Galway, the first two free, 14-year-old girl. She puts two wide, two very kickable freezes wide. And she just kept going. You can't ask for more than that. You
0: cannot. Absolutely. Mick, Make- Make congratulations. We could talk to you all day, but yeah. we've uh, we've run out of time. Thanks very much. Good talk to you too, Damien. <laughs> we understand each other. Yeah, we do. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah Paul. Th- th- the beautiful thing about going to interview, Mick Flynn, is you you never know what he's going to say, but you always know that he's going to inspire you coming away from it.
1: Uh, I, I think what uh, you know, I have a theory about managers, Damien. As you know, and I I always believe that tactics are very important and conditioning and. Strategy and all that sort of stuff are, are important. Of course, they're important parts of the of the game and of preparing teams and achieving success. But I, I think that the most important part is getting the players to buy into it and getting the players to believe that what you're doing is the right thing. If they believe it, even if it's not scientifically the right thing or whatever, you know, I think that they'll they'll go along with you and um, they'll be able to get more out of themselves. And I'm not saying for a second that that say Mick Flynn or anyone like that isn't doing the right thing, I'm sure they are, but but what he, ha- he can do is instill belief in the players, he has a great rapport with the players, and you know, it's a fatherly type role, or maybe a grandfatherly type role, considering how young these, these girls are, and uh, I'm sure he won't mind me saying that, and you know, he's able to make a connection, and he's able to do it repeatedly, and you know, there's a generation gap there, so that's not easily done, I, I, I smile sometimes when I hear the interviews with Mick, because I, I think I said to you, it's it's life lessons with Mick Flynn, but it it really is. You know, he has the confidence that that he can he can speak like that from the heart, and he can he you know it, it, there's a little bit of philosophy in there as well, and um, not many people people can talk like that, but not not everyone has the confidence and the the, the belief in themselves that they, they don't mind making comments like that uh, to to a reporter or anything like that, because you know sometimes we. The people tend to say, "Oh, you know, he's carried away or something like that." Not about Mick, but someone, someone who puts their their themselves out there. But no, it's so genuine with Mick Finn. I really enjoy listening to him, and you can see that the, the 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 camaraderie and the the comradeship and everything else. It's all there with the with the cabin girls and the players. Really, really respect him and get on with him. And he has a great backroom team there as well. You know, every one of them played a part. Um, and you could see, you could see it has, it has invigorated Mick as well, which you could see the reaction at the final of Winston when he left off the ground. Like it was absolutely fantastic to see.
0: The number one, well, look at, there's a lot of qualities that, that Mick brings to it, but he, he, he gives responsibility to players, um, to make their own decisions in a lot of, in a lot of situations, which in turn seems to feed into their confidence that there, there was never, while everybody else in Dunlear, on 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 that saturday afternoon were kind of panicking when dublin drew level and fearing the worst Mick and and his management and his players they didn't fear it they they embraced the situation that they found themselves in which is which is a, a, an absolute amazing feat to be able to install into a team of such tender age
1: yeah it is yeah and um it's something that you know you'd like to see installed into into Senior teams at times as well because, you know, if you see, it's it's like the thing of if you see kids going into a swim pool or something like that. There's no natural fear there. You know, there's no trepidation. That's that's something that they sort of pick up from the environment around them. So I think that's a, the outlook that that Mick Flynn and his management had that they won't they won't um, encourage any sort of a trepidation or nervousness or anything like that. Fear of winning is a big thing as well. that A lot of teams suffer from. Yeah. Um, they don't they don't foster any any of that sort of an atmosphere. They just and keep everything positive as you said They, yeah. they um, empower the guards themselves to make their own decisions and that, that extra bit of responsibility and the fact that they're treating them uh, in a mature way like that it does seem to bring the best yeah. out of them um, you know whatever way they've done it they've, they've built a real a real high-performance culture and a winning culture there even though they're they're only kids and we can't get carried away but um, you know it's, it's it's lovely to see it
0: yeah definitely so we'll look at Uh, That's bringing us to the end of this very special We Are Cavan podcast, Uh, looking back over Cavan on the 14 girls, um, All-Ireland, a success. Congratulations to all involved and hopefully it breeds more success in the future for these girls and maybe the next few generations of Cavan ladies footballers. But more success, um, the opportunity is there pretty much straight away, Paul. The Cavan minors are, are out against Galway in the All-Ireland A semi-final so the the juggernaut just keeps on going
1: Yeah, so um, Loretto College won the, the All-Ireland under 20 title as we know, most of them were underage for, for minor football but um, what was interesting was they beat Presentation College team in the All-Ireland semi-final by a goal I think it was 2-9 to 1-9 by, by far the toughest game that Loretto College had all year I think it was even tougher than the final so that'll tell you the quality that's there on the goal side they're also the reigning All Ireland champions, so there's going to be a, it's going to be a very strong opposition from from Galway. But I think that that there's no reason why Calvin can't win this game. They've coasted through Ulster, but doing the Under Fourteen's proved that coasting through Ulster is not necessarily something that has to hold you back when you reach the All Ireland series. Another point I wanted to make just from earlier as well, Damien, um, with the Loretto success that we saw, you know. They're not pulling really anyone from the Lorgan catchment area, which is one of the one of the strongest clubs at underage level in the county. So that's just another interesting facet that the Loretto managed to mine two All-Ireland's out of it without having anyone from one of the leading clubs up in Lorgan. I don't think there was anyone anyway. So it, that just indicates that it's it's a county-wide thing, the spread of clubs and the spread of talent. So look, the Loretto's double success was fantastic. The under fourteens was just amazing. I think it's. Absolutely extraordinary, remarkable, and every other superlative you want to use. But if the, if the miners can go on now and reach an All Ireland final or win the All Ireland, I think this is just this be beyond any of the Cavan ladies' board, um, officials or supporters or anyone's wildest dreams that, that you could have a year like that. But look, I know it's a very talented team, so we um, wish them the very best of luck.
0: Remember, this podcast was brought to you by Casoria Limited, who sponsored the Cavan on the 14 jerseys. And our thanks once again to Declan Young for his support. So, congratulations to the Cavan on the 14 girls, all Ireland champions for 2018. Hopefully, the future brings more silverware.
4: Dublin win the Cavan kick out send it in towards Russell yet again she's trying to get onto that favourite left foot as she sends it up, but brilliantly blocked out yet again by the corner back Ava uh, McCall who's forced at least three turnovers for Cavan in that pullback line a wonderful tenacious defender from Keyscore there's Cavan now drive forward with uh, Letizia Shorten she sends it in then towards Anya Smith at the edge of the day gets it back to Shorten Shorten turned down on goal, 13 metres out left footed shot no one need to keep her a brilliant goal by Shorten Sending a long ball in towards the full forward line, but again, it's well read by the Calvin. Full back, Maeve Young from Killigarry. She sends it out then towards McEnroe's wing half back position. A right footed boot. Half length whistle just blows here, and Calvin taking into the break. A lead, two goals and four points to five points. Then Dublin had a goal chance and again it was the goalkeeper Emma Mulvaney who stepped up and made a vital, vital save to deny Dublin a maximum. They still haven't managed to beat Mulvaney in the Cavan goal. The third goal of the game was the first goal since your last win. Four cabin came when Gemma Beattie sent in a lovely ball in behind the defence. The substitution, Bonnie McKiernan who came on for cabin was in a one-on-one with the goalkeeper Molly O'Brien, Molly O'Brien coming out, Bonnie had the presence of mind not to catch the ball, just flicked it with the hand past the outstretched goalkeeper and to the back of the net, from the resulting kick out then, Leticia Shorten won the ball, drove straight through the Dublin defense, and left footed, took it to the bottom, right hand corner of the goal And what Cavan had was a, a six-point lead after two goals from Bonnie McKiernan and Letitia Shorten um, put Cavan into a 4-6 to 1-9 lead. Now it's 4-6 to 2-9. We've got 28 minutes played here. There's only four Dublin players inside their own half. Marked by four Cavan players. There's no blankets. There's no sweepers. It's, it's player for player out here in the Dunlare sunshine as the Sun bursts out from behind the clouds yet again. Gemma Beattie getting ready, right footed. Slightly winded, space distance as she goes. She's sending in towards the square. It's the Dublin defender coming out, but McEnroe, brave as you like it. The referee blows a full time whistle. Calvin have pulled off what seemed to be the un- impossible. They've beaten the might of Dublin in the All Ireland number 14 ladies final. A phenomenal achievement. By, by Mick Flynn and his management team to give them their due who put in a fabulous, fabulous amount of work with these wonderful Cavan on the 14 ladies. They showed character, they showed gut, they showed determination and they got the result. they beaten the might of Dublin. 70 odd thousand in Cavan well over a million in Dublin but when you have the right stuff these Cavan girls have the right stuff a phenomenal display here by Cavan and a wonderful result but it's finished here in Dunlaire in the All-Ireland on the 14th A final Cavan 4 goals and 6 Dublin 2 goals and 9